Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Post Victory Formation Podcast with Mike and Kyle. Week three is complete, and week three provided one of the worst beatdowns that we have seen in the NFL in a long time. And it's the topic that we're going to hit up, hit upon first. Miami 70 Denver team, Russ, Mr. Unlimited, Sean Payton, a cool 20 points scored. They fall to Owen three. Mike, I want to ask you, does this, latest drubbing of the Broncos who does it say more about does it say how how good the Dolphins actually are or how bad the situation is in Denver right now I think it shows more of like okay I think it's a 50 50 split 70 30 okay I think it really does show how great the Dolphins are okay I'm glad you said that I agree because to have in sorry if I totally butcher this last name, but Devon Achan. Achan, okay. Yep. Backup almost was the backup of the backup. Came out 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns. And then mm-hmm. Roheem Mustard, same, you know, awesome stat line. Tyreek Hill. Nine receptions, 153 yards. I mean, to a tug of Viola, 23 for 26, 309 yards, four touchdowns. Well, yeah, you don't need to throw the ball when your running back's going off for two, well, a cool 200 yards. Agreed. <laughs> and then the Jets were like, hey, thanks for Mike White. Or not the Jets. Uh, the, the yeah, Dolphins. the Dolphins were thanking so, the Jets. Yeah. Thanks for sending Mike White. We'll throw him out there. Two for two, 67 yards, a touchdown. Yep. It was just tuds for everybody out there if you were wearing the teal and orange. Here's one. Here's one that's going to shock everybody. Chosen Anderson. If no, if people don't remember this, his name used to be Robbie Anderson. He even came out. One reception, 68 yards, a touchdown. <laughs> like... Robbie, just got Robbie everybody. Anderson from the grave. Yeah, goes and out and scores a touchdown. I mean, Braxton Berrios. Like, th- there was just a bunch of people that were out, bro, living their best life. Half the team was just doing great. Yeah, and that's second, third string players. They yeah, just brought and I'm sorry, but they just brought Anderson up to play this game because. Uh, homeboys out. Um, help me out here. Um, Jalen Waddles out. Jaylen they just Waddle, brought him. Yep. Up. Now I'll let you go. Yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins have kind of put everybody on notice that they are the team to beat in the AFC East. I've seen enough of Buffalo. I've seen enough of Baltimore, and we've seen New England. Now they bounced back this week, but 
I think we've seen enough of the uh, population of the AFC East to see that the Dolphins with a healthy Tua are virtually unstoppable. And the fact that they, it's every facet, every facet of the game, their defense is good. Their running game, borderline, borderline elite. Like you said, they had now Jalen Waddle was out, but you have J, uh, the one, probably the best one two punch at wide receiver with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And honestly, you look at Denver's play, Russell Wilson, he didn't play too bad. He just had no help. I mean, we talked about two at 23 for 26, 309 yards. Big Russ was right behind him, 23 for 38 for 306 yards. So with a touchdown and an interception, I just think Sean Payton has got the roster is not what it was hyped up to be, even going back to last year with, um, oh, who, the guy who was head coach last year. Uh, your favorite person that went to the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, I know he went to the Jets. His name escapes me. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. That's right. A lot of this roster was when Nathaniel Hackett took over was pretty hyped up and thought to be pretty good. I, I thought the same myself, but looking at this team now, they just they don't have all the pieces. Their offense, I'd say, is average league average with their uh you know jerry judy not playing that that didn't help anything of course well he played oh yeah beforehand before this game yeah he yeah didn't play at all. yeah before this game him not playing this him this being his first game out you know he's got to knock the rust off you know Cortland sutton he you know he's a he needs soldier. help he exactly. He was he was pretty lonely without Jerry Judy. Now I think the offense will be able to develop more into more. <laughs> Let me take that back. I believe their offense will be able to develop more of a rhythm going forward. Now with Jerry Judy being back, um, like I said, Russ didn't seem too bad, but that defense, man, that a lot of injuries on defense already, and a lot of non-household names. So I think you're going to see Denver need to put up a lot of points in order to stay in a lot of games, especially with that AFC West. There's no shortage of offense out there. Um, and I just think it was the perfect storm of you got, you got Jerry Judy knocking the rust off. You got a defense that's super banged up. And you had an offense that was in the Miami Dolphins that was firing on all cylinders. And I just, Miami really impressed me with that performance. And I think they've put the league on notice that, hey, you know, AFC might have to run through Miami come playoff time. Now, that being said, Miami got off to a hot start last year. Now, granted, they weren't dropping 70 on people. And... I have the right to change my mind, but as long as Tua stays healthy, Miami is got as good a shot as anybody to clinch home field. And right now, I would I would consider Miami the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say earlier when I was you know 
so rudely trying to cut you off. <clears throat> Dude. That's right. Know your know your place. Bro. <laughs> Miami's average yards per play. 10.2 yards a play. Yeah, I'm thinking Sean Payton didn't like that one. No. Sean Payton wanted uh, Mike McDaniels to be his ball boy. Yeah, my guess is is they will watch this game once, and then all game footage will be de- destroyed at Denver, and they will never, never remember that this game happened ever again. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? B- bad day. We're just gonna eliminate this from our memory. It'll be like the uh, the Men in Black mind erase. Yeah, they need that, and and Broncos fans need it as well. Zero and three is yeah. a little bit of raw, or a little rough when you thought the uh, Lord and Savior Sean Payton was going to come in there and change it all. <laughs> now, I but, think they can turn things. I think they can turn things around somewhat. Like I, I think by the end of the season they can hover around five hundred. But again, with going back two years ago when the Russell Wilson trade took place, if if you're telling the fans that hey they should be you know looking for a five hundred record at the end of year two, I think they'd be and rightly so they're gonna they're gonna be disappointed with that and just it goes to show you know what a savvy organization seattle is in working that trade and just absolutely fleecing the broncos for all that they're worth yeah rough game let's move on to a rough team also the jets signing veteran quarterback trevor simeon ex-bronco to their practice squad. Yep. Um, Jets had a rough game. Joe Namath went on the air and ran Zach Wilson's name into the ground. Destroyed him. Belittled him in every fashion of the sense. Does not want him on the team. Get him out of this organization. We can do way better. What is he doing there, Stan? And then I'm pretty sure they named him starter for week four. Kyle, are they going to get rid of him? Is Trevor Simeon going to move up? There's no depth chart at all for quarterback there. Is Aaron Rodgers going to step in more when he can start walking and kind of slash quarterbacks coach kind of help out? Because he's on the Pat McAfee show today, and then, you know, he's going to be putting a boot. He was at physical therapy. You know, he's not at the Jets camp. I think he's in California right now still, so he's not really been around. But what what route do they go here? Because they don't have a lot of money invested into Zach Wilson. They have a, a, a high. Uh, they got draft yeah, pick, high, yeah, it's a high draft but, pick. So there, it's you can think of it as them kind of saying, "Yeah, we better keep him around, you know, a little bit longer." Well, I also question why the Jets are keeping him around. There's been reports that uh, both Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, their people reached out to the Jets to channel interest. Um, The Jets said, thanks, but no thanks. We are going to stick with Zach Wilson. Also saw a report today that uh, Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter to Jets general manager Joe Douglas asking to be considered. At this point, Mike, I 
the Jets oh. have to move on from Hold that thought really quick. I want you to finish that up, but I also want to just put this in your head while you're answering it. With, if they move on or don't, what do you think the locker room is like when you continue this answer? That's that's exactly where, where I was going. Is this organization as a whole, whether it be the coaching staff, they might have the utmost faith in Zach Wilson. And you know what? Good on the coaching staff by sticking to your guns. I mean, Robert Sala, they made that pick and this he's trying to show, no, I, I know what I know what I'm doing. You know, but at some point, as I like to tell you, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And it's time to fold them on Zach Wilson. He just the locker the 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 strife in the locker room that you're gonna have because he is not playing well. He is not doing that defense once again is playing you know, being top third defense in the league, a top third defensive team in the league, and the offense can't score 17 points, the the defensive guys are just going to up and quit. And then when that happens, you pair that with the crowd noise, especially in a city like New York. It's not like he's in one of these smaller markets. He's in New York, so he's going to get the spotlight. And a market that got so much bigger with the Aaron Rodgers signing. Right. Yeah, it's just. I look at the people that have reached out to him, whether it be Carson Wentz, whether it be. Shoot, even Kaepernick or Matt Ryan, I would take I don't know if I'd take Matt Ryan over. I'm not taking Kaepernick. He hasn't played in the NFL like 12 years. I don't know. I think I'd roll. I think I'd give Kaepernick a shot, Mike. In this situation, I'm not saying for every team, but Mike Zach Wilson, you can't play Zach Wilson. You know who I'm giving a shot? You know who I'm picking up the phone right now and calling? This this might be a a curveball. I'm bringing Nick Foles in to be the quarterback of my team, who is sitting at the couch right now chilling. Nick Foles? You could call Colt McCoy? But I'm saying Nick Foles, Super Bowl caliber quarterback, chilling. With a okay, good coaching staff, okay. there. Mike, he got hot one off season. Anytime Foles has been the starter, he's not been able to show maintain that level of play. Do you think Nick so, Foles is better than Blake Bortles? I do think Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles, yes. All right. Blake's had a big enough shot. I say Foles is good, can go in there and do just as good. Do you think Travis Simeon's the answer? No, I don't. I'm stunned Colt McCoy hasn't gotten a phone call yet because I think Colt McCoy would be a would be an upgrade over Zach Big Wilson. Colt McCoy guy. Dog. Yes. Yes. Both of us. So yeah, like you said. And now you've got a Namath out there running Zach Wilson over with a bus. The crowd's been running over Zach Wilson with the bus. The locker room hasn't, but they're they're warming the bus up right now. You got you got to go a different way. And I don't. They have Tim Boyle as their backup currently. I've seen enough of Tim Boyle to know that Zach Wilson is probably the same quarterback as Tim Boyle. And Simeon, yeah, I'm I'm out there as well. You got three. You got three quarterbacks that you could offer my team for free, and I wouldn't take any of them. Oh, God. Kyle. 
I'm sorry. That's just, I'd rather have McCaffrey in the wildcat from the 49ers NFC championship game. I'd rather have him than any of those three quarterbacks. So we saw that ended. The Jets need to start their emergency quarterback, Randall Cobb. Yeah. Shoot, man. Randall Cobb's a winner. I've <laughs> seen Randall I'm Cobb saying. win games before. So, yeah. you know what? Screw Dog. it. Throw Randall out there. Bring him in. He's been with Aaron Rodgers long enough. Exactly. Just have have Rodgers in his ear like, like he's playing video games. Just have Rodgers in his ear and just, all right, all right, second read, second read, sling it. Just. <laughs> I love it. Maybe we'll see that. And. I want to roll this quarterback conversation into another one that we were not so high on, but we also hold this quarterback near and dear to the heart. Um, Joe Burrow injured. We thought they would sit him. Came out, didn't get hit much. Played a above mediocre game, a a decent game for a quarterback that was injured. No, that was not a good game. I mean, he got Jamar Chase going finally. He did, but Mike, he's still extremely limited. He cannot move in that pocket. Do they keep rolling him out? Are they are the Bengals? Well, he that came desperate? he came out he came out today and said that they that during the game, like playing that game last night, that he didn't have any setbacks as far as the injury. Like nothing nothing took place in the game that, you know further the magnitude of his injury so pending that he doesn't have something flare up during the week they're going to keep rolling him out but man i'm telling you watching him play last night that was not the joe burrow that we've grown accustomed to seeing and he's lucky that the rams offensive line is made of wet toilet paper so he had plenty of shots to get on the field and you know get reps in but man he it wasn't a good performance, Mike. You call it above mediocre, but but seeing how Burrow's played in the past, that was not that's not the Joe Burrow I know. No, that's not. I'm saying like out of the 32 quarterbacks, he was above mediocre. No, I, no, he wasn't. I'm sorry. I, I, I we are we're both we're to both of us we're big Joe Burrow guys, but he looked like 73 year old Tom Brady out there. Which is above most quarterbacks. With with a half-dead mobility scooter battery. But I do want to give a shout-out to Jamar Chase and Evan McPherson for, you know, finally winning me that uh, fantasy dub in that league. Yeah, it came down to the very end, but they bailed Mike out in a sorry, a sorry fantasy team. Oh, appreciate you. I feel the love. But, but I just wanted, I, I wanted to touch on that really quick, and I'm, I'm glad we got that out. Yeah, you know, the Bengals, they really needed that game to, they could not start the season 0-3. There's been uh, 99 of the 99 teams that have started the season 0-3 in the past 20 years. One, one team has made the playoffs after starting 0-3. So there was no, virtually no shot for them. It was the Titans, I believe. Oh, wow. I can see that. But, but yeah, so they're one and two, the rest of the North AFC North two and one, you know, they've got 
everything in front of him. Now having being 0-2 against the division so far, that's that could come back to haunt him later because I do think this division is going to be pretty close. Uh, I wanted to touch on this, Mike. We'll stay in the AFC North. Deshaun Watson looked like oh, a competent God. NFL quarterback again on Sunday. Uh convincing 37 to 3 win over the or I'm sorry 27 to 3 win over the Titans. Uh Titans relatively stout defense and Deshaun he looked comfortable out there. So do you think this is Deshaun showing a sign of life or do you need to see more before you consider him, you know, having a pulse once again? I think I texted you during the game even even a blind squirrel finds a good massage once in a while. And he he had a good game. I was a big Deshaun Watson fan at, when he was for the Texans. I loved him. When he played at Clemson, loved it. Like, he's a good quarterback. But I said it before, him the way he's been acting now, like he's got some like dick bag chip on his shoulder. Like I understand a chip on your shoulder, but like it's too much. And yeah, I think he came out and threw a good game. You did. You got to give credit where credit's due. Deshaun Watson had an excellent game. Great game. He did. But they, they pushed the ball down the field more than they had this game. He I, uh, he almost dub, doubled his average. I mean, he, he the team was hovering around that five six yard mark. Uh, you make him air yards, and now this past game, this past game against Tennessee, he was averaged you know nine air yards, uh, twenty seven thirty three, two hundred eighty nine yards, and two touchdowns. He looked good. And yeah, I, you know, I'm not a big Deshaun guy either, but you got to give credit where credit's due. And if you're the Browns, you've got to feel good about seeing this level of play out of him after two, after last year being relatively stagnant and then coming out at the beginning of the year and not really having a good, you know, a good showing. So I'm not saying I think you got to see a couple. I, I agree. Like you said, everybody's got a good week in them once in a while. But if they can get that Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson connection, if they can further bolster that. Um, Jerome Ford had a nice game in his first outing. I think uh, I think the Browns can make a little bit of noise in the AFC North. I'm not saying they're not going to. But I just, I don't think Deshaun's still the answer. And you're going to see the Browns exhaust everything they possibly can over the next coming years to make that contract worth their while. I don't think just him and Amari Cooper pairing up. Jerome Ford was a diamond in the rough. Great running back. Runs with conviction. I like him. I picked him up on most of my fantasy teams. I think he's going to be great continuing forward. I just think he's going to have a lot on his shoulders bailing out Deshaun Watson on his piss poor performances throughout the year. 
Well, I think you're, I think you're discrediting the rest of the, the Browns offense. I mean, they have Elijah Moore, they have Cedric Tillman, they have DPJ. I mean, that's a good, that's a good wide receiver core. That's probably, that's top 10 wide receiver core. I'd say David Njoku has shown to be a Compton tight end. And even his backup, Harrison Bryant had some flashes with Moore's the uh, great, Bengals. But so, hasn't been able to get anything going. Correct. But he showed some life this past game. So I think if I'm Browns fan, you just kind of hold your breath and be like, all right, was that, was that a flash in the pan or is, is he starting to cook? So it'll be, we'll get, we'll find out really fast. If Deshaun is turning things around, that he's playing the rate, he's playing the Ravens, the 49ers and the Seahawks three of the next four games. So We'll figure out real fast if it was a flash in the pan or if it was the start of the rebirth of his career. Speaking of flashes in the pan, two episodes ago, we spoke on are the Cowboys who we think the Cowboys are. And you said you were they're gonna go two and one if they went two and one the next three games. And they lost to a team that we did not think they were gonna lose to. Yes. Are the Cardinals actually trying to not be the bottom dog with what they have as a team? Because they don't have the greatest team out there. We all admit that. And did they just expose the Cowboys and is every team that's going to play them this year analyze the piss out of that film? I don't think so. This is, and we can even go back to the Cardinals cardinals from a few years ago because something similar happened to them they're like 10 and 1 10 and 0 at the time and they roll into ford field to play the lions the lions had yet to get a win that year and i think they just rolled up said okay we're playing the lions they haven't won yet they suck and they got bounced lions won and I think that's exactly what happened here to the Cowboys. The Cowboys rolled in, said, this is a team that is actively tanking, you know, organizational moves and, and otherwise say that they're actively trying to tank. We're just going to come in here. We're, you know, we don't have to play our a game and we should roll out of here with a dub. Well, you know what, Mike, there are no easy games in the NFL and Credit to Jonathan Gannon. That roster is trash. But you know what? Those guys are playing hard. He's keeping them motivated. And you start playing and you you get that lead. It just fires you up and you start playing. You're playing above your pay grade. And I think that's the case of what happened to the Cardinals on Sunday. I Look at the Cowboys. I still believe the Cowboys are one of the top four teams in the NFC. And everybody has a bad game. So I just think it was you know, Cowboys coming in thinking they could roll up with that star on the side of their helmet and just, yep, we've, we've got the dub here, Cardinals. Thanks, thanks for coming. Did I hear and you just say you think they're top four team in the NFC? I do, yep. All right, we're going to take a side note here for a second. Who do you got above them? Eagles, Niners, 
What, Lions? And no. Lions are too banged up. Packers are too banged up. Oh, we're getting everybody back, but yeah. I can still see. I could. All right. They're third best team in the NFC. I, I think they got the potential, but they don't have the build. The, I, you just, you just gotta. Well, they they went in and they flogged the Giants to start the year. That's a playoff team. I don't know, man. They then follow that up. They flog the Jets. I mean, they they just destroyed you know, lesser opponents thus far. And then they rolled in Arizona and it was a loss, but you turn around the next couple of weeks, you've got the Patriots, 49ers and chargers. Those are three competent organizations. And if the Cowboys are fraudulent, then the stretch of games is going to expose that Mike. But for right now, see, seeing that roster, knowing what they brought back from last year, I'd still argue that they are a top three team in the NFC. But I have the right to change that opinion if they go out here these next couple of weeks and lose two of two of their next three. You do have the right to change that. And speaking of changing things, someone's getting sued right now in the, the uh, NFC East for a name change. Have you heard about that yet? I have not. Oh, let me riddle you with this one. The commanders are being sued right now. Okay. By, by Dan Snyder? No. Um, they are being sued by the Native American Guardians Association, which has been trying to get the commanders to change their name back to the Redskins. I know we don't like going political here, but I'm just, it's, it's a big part in football, and the Redskins were around for a long time. The yep. logo on the Redskins helmet is an actual person. It's Chief Whitecap. And every time they go out on the field, they were honoring Chief Whitecap and they were battling on the football field with the same honor, integrity, and courage. They continue and they should continue to honor that. The Native American society is extremely irritable about them thinking that they needed to change the name for the whole movement that was happening years ago and where all the, you know, chief Wahoo the Indians and everything like that ended up having to change. They're actually being sued. And this was all over sports talk today that they want them to go back to the Redskins. Do they go back to the Redskins or do they not? Well, if they get enough backing from the native American community, like in the form of a petition or whatever, I, I have no, I have no, you know, I have no objection to it. It's what, you know, if that's the way that they feel and they can get that, you know, streamlined across the Native American community at large, then yeah, by all means, switch your name back to the Redskins. Because I still rep the Redskins, hey, you know, they're a good team with a lot of history. I mean, everybody thinks of Sean Taylor instantly and. Yeah, it's, it's and a hard, just, person, a hard team to change the name of the society we live in of political correctness. If if the party that others feel is being oppressed comes out and says, "Hey, we don't find this oppressive," 
then you know what? By all means, switch the name back. But I don't, if there's any sort of divide, then no, you can't go back to that name. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it plays out in the courts. I'm not, I, I don't have a strong opinion either way. And <laughs> we'll move on to the next thing. You know what we do have a strong opinion on, though, Kyle? Uh, I believe this would be the Thursday night game. The Packers beating the shit. Bending over the Lions. And destroying okay. them. Okay. Packers. Lions. Thursday night. Lions are running over to Lambeau Field. Lambeau. Fans crazy. Packers are activating Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, sources say. David Bakhtiari has a high chance of playing. Good night, Lions. Yeah, with the Christian Watson news, the line dropped to uh, Lions are still favored. You got a one and a half point home dog in the Green Bay Packers. Um, Lions are fixing to get some players back as well. David Montgomery and, is supposed to be coming back. Yep, Montgomery. Uh, Taylor Decker did not play on Sunday. He is listed as questionable. Uh, Vitae questionable. I I doubt he plays. Emmanuel Mosley has let has yet to play this year. I would love to see him come out, but he is still listed as questionable. But if we could get Decker and Montgomery back, that would be huge. Um, Mike, I'm very happy that this game, this is a big game for both teams. The Packers were expected to take a step back. You expected the Packers to take a step back. Mike, Vegas did. National pundits did. It's not just me trying to be mean. (laughs) Everybody expected the Packers to take a step back. Jordan Love has shown that he is a functional quarterback. He is not Zach Wilson. And he is looking to now have his first primetime big game starting in Lambeau. And the Lions, they've shown these past these first three weeks that running the ball is not an option against them. Last week, Bijan Robinson was bottled up, couldn't get anything going. The week before, it was Kenneth Walker, same thing. So this game is going to come down to whether Jordan Love can get the ball to Romeo Dobbs, to get the ball to Christian Watson, to get the ball to Jalen Reed. I mean, if he can, if he can get into a rhythm, they're going to give the Lions a hard time. Lions secondary banged up. Brian Branch, though, he has stepped up nicely in oh. CJ Gardner's Johnson's absence. And it's I think it's going to be a darn good game. I don't see this being a blowout either way. I this is going to come down to the fourth quarter. No, and I was talking to some of our friends about it. Diehard Packers fan, diehard. Believe green and yellow. Diehard. But there's always a soft spot. Lions of the home team. I'll talk all the shit I want to about them. Whatever. They're in the same division. Everything like this. It has been fun watching what the Lions put together. I've been rooting for them every weekend. I love that we're two and one, both of us in the NFC North. 
and both the Vikings and the Bears, who were possibly projected to do better than the Packers, actually were projected to do better than the Packers, are both zero and three. I love it. And I love that it's coming down to the Packers and Lions. And I do honestly think this year we'll split. I think it'll be a one and one. I really hope the Packers pull out the first win so my Facebook news feed doesn't blow up and I have to deactivate Facebook. But I think it's going to be a great game. I think there's going to be a lot of Lions fans that show up to Lambeau, but everybody says that when you play in Lambeau, it's an atmosphere like none other. Great place to watch a game. Oh, yeah. You'll be there. I will be there. On the Packers side. Uh, 30-yard line, about 30 rows up. Great tickets. No, I'm on the Lions side. Oh, well, a loser side. But, yeah, that is good tickets. But I, I think it's going to be a crazy game. If Aaron Jones can get going, I as you said before, the won't. Lions. See, that's it's the a, thing. It's a non-negotiable, Mike. Kyle? Lions oh, have bottled. Man. I wish you bet. I wish you would bet. I wish you would bet. Aaron the Jones pack? won't break 50 yards. What? What? Aaron Jones won't break 50 yards. If he's healthy there, Aaron Jones is breaking 50 yards. No, no, he's not. I bet you Aaron Jones breaks 80 all-purpose yards and has at least 50 rushing. No, no, no. We're talking rushing, no, I bet you rushing he has 50 yards rush- here, El Chapo. I bet you he, he, breaks, uh, he breaks 50 rushing yards. No. Bro, oh, my God. Kyle, it's, not, it's not happening. Kyle, this isn't a bet for money or anything. But you got to like go onto Facebook if the Packers win and put "I love the Packers." I'm not going to do that, Mike. You want how they have allowed 111? They have allowed 72 yards rushing so far this season. That's great. And guess who's going to get 73? Yeah, it's not going to be Aaron Jones. And this is his first game back, isn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he played the he played the first. Well, he one played the opener. Out. He he didn't play yeah. last week. Yes. Aaron Jones off the couch. He hasn't played the last two weeks. So yeah. Aaron Jones off the couch is not going to come in there against that D line and go for over fifty. Now, granted, between him and Dylan, yes, they will. But an individual running back will not break fifty yards for the Green Bay Packers. You say that with so much conviction, but you're so wrong. <laughs> Mike, you let emotion as we I have we have discussed. And my emotions work because you we're let two emotions get you let emotions get in the way of your judgment sometimes. So, do you think the Lions are going to come out there and Jameer Gibbs is going to be God's gift to Earth? Because he's only he hasn't been doing too great. And I think no, but they, see that and that's I'm glad you brought that up. Jameer Gibbs, unfortunately, he is not the bruiser quarterback that Running back. David Montgomery is. So he is good. He is talented, but he so far he has not lived up to his number twelve overall overall pick in the draft. He is more of a you know. He's a running back that I have discussed is the future where he can t- he can line up as a receiver. He can line up as a running back. But when it's a pure 
It's third and three, and we're going to smash this thing. He's not the back I want. It's David Montgomery. So you're right. He's He has not been God's gift of football so far. I think Montgomery coming back opens up the Lions playbook to play more to Gibbs strength where he can catch out of the backfield where he can line up as a receiver and be more of that, you know, wild card player because yeah, when, when Gibbs has to line up as a true running back in the backfield, it does limit the Lions offense. And with Montgomery potentially coming back, that opens up the playbook a lot more being able to deploy Gibbs all over the field. And I think that's what gives the Lions the edge in this game. I think the only thing that's going to give the Lions the edge in this game is if you can get the secondary mostly patched back together. Because with Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson, you have two two-year receivers, yep. one first-year receiver, rookie, Van Ness, or I'm uh, sorry, uh, Luke Musgraves, rookie. There's a lot of young talent that have been doing great, and we can all attest to that. Yeah, they're solid. But let's let's go to the other. Go the ahead. Secondary, if the secondary can get patched together, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. The Lions are, or Packers defense is really banged up. And I argue that you've got Gibbs, you've got Amon Ross St. Brown. Laporta has been a breakout. He's got the most receiving yards so far out of any tight end. uh, Yeah, he's he's broken out. So you have those weapons and you have a suspect Green Bay defense. It's going to be a close game, and man, I'm I'm excited to watch it. Are you going to be calling me? Uh, I could attempt to call you, but you wouldn't be able to hear me because it gets very loud at Lambeau. You know, a, a true a true fan would have been at Lambeau by now and know this. I but have since been you're to just a wall, you haven't watched a game at Lambeau. No, but you know what? I'm a porter, and I travel the or the travel the U.S. I can You've only been afford to, like to come four other stadiums. I can only afford to come see my best friend races uh uh off-road truck. Whatever. But all right, you, you want right, to move so, on to the picks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to move on to the picks. Pick 1, Packers versus Lions, Packers win. Okay, so, let's oh, hold two? on. Let's let's review last week Kyle went 3 and 1. I I missed the uh, Chargers Vikings game despite Brandon Staley's best efforts to make me four and zero. The Vikings couldn't do anything, so they ended up losing. Uh, I had the San Fran pick. I had Philadelphia Tampa Bay, and I had Buffalo Washington. So, Mike, how did you fare last week? I'm pretty sure I went two for two. Mike, you did go two and two last week. Yes. So. So, with that being said, week number four. Packers-Lions. Green Bay hosting Detroit. Detroit favored by one and a half. Mike, you're taking the Packers. There's a tin man. I have a sheet metal cock. 
All right. And I will take the Lions. <laughs> and start 0-1, I see already. Well, you know, Mike, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. And, you know, you can be wrong. <laughs> Moving on to game number two. How about we roll down to lovely Buffalo, New York, Miami taking on the Bills. This is not a cold weather game. This will still be a warm weather game up in Buffalo. However, Miami, fresh off that 70-point performance, are rolling into Buffalo's two-and-a-half-point dogs. Dolphins are getting revenge. They're taking it. Yeah, I think they're rolling right now. Josh Allen has shown that, hey, I still am, in fact, a turnover machine. Give me Miami to cover. Game number three. Another interesting matchup. We hit on this conference hard earlier. It's the AFC North, Baltimore, going into Cleveland. You got... Deshaun Watson, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Cleveland favored by two and a half. Mike, does Deshaun keep this thing rolling? Lamar, he's looked shaky these first uh, first couple starts. No, give me Ravens. They just lost to the Colts. Gardner Minshew, dog. And uh, they are going to take out some aggression onto the Browns. Nobody rolls into Cleveland and embarrasses the Browns. I'll take Cleveland. Game number four. You've got Bill Belichick rolling into Dallas to face America's team. Patriots, Cowboys. Dallas laying seven. Mike, is 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 this a get-right game for the Cowboys, or do you think Mac Jones fires up and the Cowboys second week in a row get upset by what is perceived to be a lesser team? Um, Cowboys win. The only reason they're going to win is because Patriots haven't really gotten their running game going this year yet. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think Dallas takes the win, but I think it's close. So I think New England covers. So really? I New love England the covers the seven. Yep. So give me New England. Well, there you have it. Yep. I'm looking at the other. I'm looking. There's not really. There's there's the, there's one other game I want to touch on. All we'll right. We'll we'll make it our we'll make it our fifth game, last game of the week. Who who do you who do you got? Oh, I think I know what game this is going to be. Uh, maybe, but do the Cardinals... Is this Booty won? 1 versus Booty 2? No, not Booty 1 versus Booty 2. No, Broncos, Bears, I mean... Oh, fuck it, we're going to do 6. Who do you got? Broncos, All Bears. right. Sean Payton makes the Broncos walk back to Dallas from Chicago... Or walk back to Denver if they lose to the Bears and take yes. Denver. I agree. Yeah, Denver's going to win. Bears don't know nothing about football. Uh, I was watching a thing. Yep. They said they need to get the uh, San or the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks in to take the Bears spot, which I agree. Um, 
All right. Yeah, there you six. go. Since the Rams left, they need they need a team. Exactly. So we are going to do do the Cardinals roll into beautiful San Francisco. Oh my land, really. And continue the offset or the, the upset that they did to the Cowboys. Do they take it out with James Conner in the backfield looking pretty good against the Cowboys? Do they get something going and take out the 49ers for their first loss? And the Cardinals say, hey, we're still here with a better coaching staff. San Francisco's favored by 14. Give me San Francisco and the points. They blow Arizona out of the water. I'm sorry, Mike. As much as you want to manifest that to happen. No, I like the, I like the 49ers, but the Cardinals, Cowboys, were so, wasn't it like a 17-point David or something? Oh, uh, I think I it don't was, remember. I don't either. I think it, it was stout. 11 and a half or 10 and a half come to mind. Oh, I'll, I'll look real quick just for just for giggles and then we can wrap this thing up because <clears throat> I mean, they're doubted. They have people on their team. I'm yeah, it's saying, Dallas minus 11. Dallas minus 11. I'm taking 49ers, but how crazy would it be if the Cardinals just kept the train going? You think Cardinals cover? Yes. Bold. Bold. All, All right. right. With that being said, we'll wrap this thing up for the week. Uh, very excited to have boots on the ground for Packers Lions on Thursday night. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you give us a like, follow, subscribe, and tell your buddies and tell your parents and, you know, steal your friend's phone and download the pod just to help us out. So with that being said, Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.